Hey, it's Shanna, and this is the At Home Tarot Podcast, where we're building a home within ourselves, one daily spiritual practice at a time. Good morning. So happy you're here with me at home for another daily spiritual practice of tarot. Come on in, make yourself comfortable, and let's chat. <laughs> um, beautiful day, not weather-wise, just upon waking, just upon waking. I love those days where energetically you just feel... Um, not even like full of physical energy to do things, but there's just a fullness of spirit. It's like everything's okay. Um, everything is happening for me. Um, I'm handling things in stride. Uh, it's one of those days, I think. And, uh, it's a Saturday and my partner sleeping in. So I am in the spare room recording today. And that always feels kind of nice to have a day where he's here. Um, and we get to kind of just be at home together. Um, because sometimes after work, it's, you know, people who are tired from the day. A lot of times I'm still working when he gets home because he gets home rather early. Um, usually, just before three o'clock in the afternoon. So I'm often still supporting clients or doing tarot readings, uh, things of that nature. And, you know, people are tired and there's dinner and then there's things going on in the evening. And I just love a weekend. How about you? <laughs> uh, what are you experiencing right now? What's going on in your world? I offered a practice and I'm not sure if it was yesterday, maybe it was, or the day before these all start to um, go together, where I challenged you to record yourself for five minutes as if it was the beginning of your own podcast, where you, maybe you were sharing a check-in from your life. And um, obviously it could be a lot more personal and detailed because Nobody was going to listen to it where I have listeners. So I am, you know, out of respect for my life and my partner and the people in it. I'm not going to get too, too detailed with um, happenings. Um, and I wanted you to record yourself on your phone, whether you are at home or in your car for a few minutes with the question, what are you experiencing right now? What's going on for you right now? Um, and see kind of what came up verbally because I moved from written journals to uh, verbal processing uh, through COVID. I kind of made that transition. I didn't mean to. I've always been trying to get back into journaling and, and I do still journal from time to time, but so much more I was driving in my car, recording myself talking. And um, it was really interesting to hear myself say things, even if I didn't listen back sometimes where I got to from talking it out to what I felt was a neutral listener. Uh, you know, when I didn't hit record, it didn't feel the same. But when I hit record, it was like something at least was listening. And some of the conclusions I came to were really powerful during those. So definitely offering that to you if you don't have space to 
write in your journal or you're like me and you've journaled for a very long time and it it doesn't feel like it can hold you anymore um at, at least in this season right we might come back to practices i'm hoping to come back to journaling cuz i love writing <laughs> mostly just cuz i love writing but now it's like i say things out louder in my head and you know it's it's more of a verbal writing um and just just to hear ourselves you know um i think it's interesting it's always interesting when people um talk and afterwards they it's like they can't hear that they already answered their own questions um that they already addressed the things they were wondering um or that they said things that made it very clear what was going on but they didn't hear it and i think recording ourselves um in some way or form sometimes even using social media right because it goes out there's like a listener but we don't always get a ton of feedback and we can rewatch it right we can relisten and there's so much learning because we have to perceive ourselves um sometimes more objectively we have to see what we're truly doing and what we're truly saying it's it's really cool experience And Leo season is just such a great time to do this because Leo is so creative and it's so kind of about us. Um Leo energy can be a little um self-absorbed but it's because their nature is to be um creatively expressing themselves. Um and I think it's just a really good time to remind us that that's what we're supposed to be doing right now at the height of summer right before we move into Virgo season where we're going to start kind of analyzing and putting things together and maybe realizing like how we can move through this stuff. Right now's a really good time to just start expressing it somewhere. And that's really um something cool that that can happen. And even especially touching base with all the things we want. And that brings us to our tarot reading today. Um <clears throat> today our self abandonment card is the 8 of swords. Um go look this card up if you have the space if you're unfamiliar with it. Um you can type in rider weight w a i t e um and Eight of Swords. And of course you can just type in Eight of Swords as well and you're just looking for probably what's on Wikipedia or one of those sites. Um and it is a picture of someone in a long dress um kind of tied up with a blindfold between all of these swords and uh it's we've talked about it before. We've talked about it before about how it's being trapped by our own belief system. being trapped by our own words and i think today with everything that came up intuitively with my morning check in the beginning of this podcast where i'm kind of just flowing and sharing what's what's on my heart um today there might be a little bit of that being blind right being blind and not being able to hear or see our own words because swords is air energy it's about words it's about our mental capacity it is often about um mental patterns right which we might call beliefs um but also just 
that patterning, right? And there's just such a huge, um, huge influence on mindset when we're in the swords. And so we might be really blind and not really hearing what we're really thinking and what we're really saying and the mindset that that's creating. And not only that, but the experience we are having internally, because the eight of swords is really a call to an inner experience. Um, it is kind of the results of constantly being in our head to the point where that is our whole focus, right? We, we are living a life inside of our head. We are in constant conversation with ourselves. We are constantly in our patterns and in our mindset but in a way where we're actually not seeing it clearly. It's almost that feeling of too much, right? Too much. And um, it's interesting with what's next to it. So what's next to it in self-returning is the reversed two of pentacles. Reversed two of pentacles. And this, I think, lends itself to us today to tell us what this Eight of Swords is about. Like, what are we trapped in our head about? Because I think we can all understand that experience. We've probably all been there where there's so much going on mentally for us in all the different ways that can show up for a person, overthinking, overanalyzing, mentally trying to solve everything, having a mindset that's really closed or that's not helping you, having a mental pattern that's playing out or a belief system that's playing out that we are unconscious to, that we cannot see, and it's driving our life. And it is keeping us trapped both inside our own head and in our life. So I think we all can really consider moments, even if we can't think of a moment, most of us will be saying, I get that. Like I have been there, even if I can't now remember the day or the place, I know I've had this experience. And the two of pentacles are versed. I know usually this is us trying to bring about some sort of balance to um, the, the true resources in our life, um, and the energy we're putting in there. Right. And so the two of pentacles, pentacles being that real life thing, our, our body, our home, our, the way we get money, the practices we do that, um, that resource us, not even the practice itself, because wands is more of the actual action we take in life. The pentacles is more of the things in life. So, um, it's the difference between, uh, pentacles would be your tarot deck and wands would be your tarot practice. I hope that makes sense. Um, right. It's one is the actual action of pulling tarot and reading tarot where pentacles is more the physical item, 
right? So an altar would be uh, pentacles energy. But sitting at your altar and doing a practice there would be wands energy. Okay. Thinking about it would be swords energy, right? And feeling it, having like a emotional heart experience of that moment would then be cups. So um, just to give you some clarity on these suits in the tarot. And so usually if this card is upright, that means that we are trying to kind of juggle each day where we're putting our energy. And usually it is about juggling our resources, right? Uh, sometimes we're considering more about our money than our home. Sometimes it's the opposite. Um, sometimes we have more um, physical items, you know, that we need to take care of. And other times um, we have less. And it's also about the way we, we tend them. You know, there's a lot of imagery in the pentacle suit that is garden imagery, which I think is so beautiful because we tend to our resources, right? We can act with our resources, but we tend to our resources. So we might tend to an altar. We might tend to our tarot when we, um, you know, usually to, there's all sorts of ways to purify tarot decks, but I usually just like to lay them out and put them back in order because I'm a sorter and organizer by nature. Um, and to me, that's a very spiritual practice when things get back into order, you know, and that there's a good kind of orderly process to things that we can allow. Um, <clears throat> so it's tending. And so the two is saying it's that oscillation that happens when we try to juggle the things that we want to tend to, that we want to tend to. With it reverse though, you know, when, when it's right side up, it feels like a choice. Today I'm going to tend to my home. Tomorrow I'm going to tend to work. This morning I'm going to tend to tarot. This afternoon I'm going to tend to my finances and my budget you know, tomorrow I'm going to attend to my business, all of these things, right? With it reversed, it says that we, <sighs> give me a second here. You know, sometimes there's this, this moment in tarot when we're reading and it feels like there's a big message there but your mind is still trying to wrap around it with words. And that's, that's the experience that I'm in right now. So I'm just going to breathe for a second. Mm. The words that come to mind are trying to do it all. that today to return to ourselves, there's an invitation on the table to acknowledge um, how and where we are overextended. To actually embrace and accept where our resources have become chaotic and overwhelming. 
this feels like we actually need to admit to ourselves that we have taken on too many resources to care for and it's gotten messy and it's gotten away from us and our resources are kind of falling away. And I think we're supposed to let them, right? I think we're supposed to let some of those resources fall from us. Because with this reversed, there's no way this person can juggle, right? They will fall into the air. They will fall to the ground. There's no gravity there. There's nothing to make it stick. There's no roots for it to make it a real priority in your life or something even that you can tend to right now. You know, again, twos can be where we want to put our energy and it feels like our energy has been really chaotic and it feels like we don't have the energy. I know this feels a little bit like self-abandon, but it's not. What a great moment to get to. And may I acknowledge it doesn't feel like that. It, it's, you might be sitting back going, yeah, you know, I have been stuck in my head, right? Eight of swords. I've been really stuck in my head about all the things in life I'm trying to tend to. And some of you, if you're codependent and you are here because you listen to help with relationships and help to not forget yourself and your energy and really find your center. When I think about this in a relational dynamic, it becomes that moment where we are lost in our head because we truly believe we need to be doing it all. We need to be doing it all for the acceptance of our partner. We need to be able to juggle. You know, this is about being stuck in our head about how we are perceived and approved of, dependent upon how well we tend to the resources of life. I cannot tell you all the stories I have and in fact, some of the very poor decisions and even unethical decisions and actions I made and took because I needed to be the person that my partner and the people looking in on my relationship, I needed to be the person who looked like I could tend to and handle all the resources of our life. I needed to be able to per be the person who looked like they had their home in order, their finances thriving and in order, that the things in their home was organized and clean, that the pets were taken care of, um, that the, the cars were taken care of, um, that, you know, everything looked good from the outside. Everything looked like it was tended to. The chores were tended to. The laundry was tended to. Oh my goodness. I know some of you feel me in this. I know there's people out there who 
have had that experience or are currently in that experience. And if you're currently in the experience or you remember back, you remember just how little you saw of the pattern in your head, the thoughts in your head that forced you to overextend yourself. And today we need to question those thoughts because the way we return to ourselves is to really accept not only that we're overextending ourselves, trying to care for our resources, tend to all the resources that we actually, if we're being honest, cannot be tended to by just you. Like this is something that's like, even if you're single, it is something where you're like, this is beyond me to be able to do all of this alone is beyond me. I need help. Now, if you're in a partnership, then you have someone close to home you can ask. But even if you're not, or maybe even if you are, there's also other people you can hire or friends and family who will help you things like that. And we really need to accept that our job was never to be a tender of our resources in such a way that we were doing it perfectly, right? That we had it all handled all the time. And the big question today is not necessarily, you know, where am I overextending myself? What can I take off my plate? Although I think that is the questions we need to ask to deal with this in the moment. You know, this is the how, but I also want to invite you to ask the why. And I think the why gets to open us up to the how, and it it gives us courage. And so what I would ask is something that what we want to do is take the blindfold off today, right? In the eight of swords, we want to take the blindfold off and see our own thought pattern and see how we trapped ourselves into those. Because I remember, oh my goodness. I remember blaming my partner and blaming the people around me, blaming roommates that things weren't tended to. And it's only when I took the blindfold off that I had to look at my own thoughts and realize my thought pattern was keeping me trapped there. Because it was saying, you have to be able to handle this on your own. It was saying, You do a better job, so do it yourself. And if it's not how you would be, have it done, then you might as well not ask for help, right? All these really, um, I want to use the word crazy. Um, all of these things that make no sense, they really make no sense, right? Because at the end of the day, who cares if it's done like me, if it's done and it's taken care of, right? Who cares? The point of getting help to tend all our resources is not so that it's done just like you, but so that it's done. Like I am so looking forward. This is a weird example, but I'm really looking forward to our new 
apartment because we're going to take the room that has separate closets. And in my head, I'm like, that's great. Because if he just wants to chuck his clothes into that closet in like a big pile and close the door, that's fine. That's his system. I don't have to F with his system. As long as it's done, that, that's all that matters. And I was watching a TikTok of someone who did the same with her kids. She said that they were allowed to figure out the system that folding and hanging clothes was just something that someone said once made things look perfect. And so everyone all of a sudden had this standard and belief of that that's exactly how it needed to be done. And she said, I'm not doing that to my kids. It's what works for them. And she said, one of my daughters, you know, likes to put everything in drawers and hang it up. And that really works for her. And she's like the other one, she just chucks it in the closet. She's got a dirty pile and a clean pile. And that's how she rolls. And if we were so set in our head with our belief around how something must be done, then we as codependent people might feel the urge to jump in and get it done and actually like be the person who then hangs up and puts away all those clothes, even though one, it's not our resource to tend. And two, as long as it's done, what does it matter? how another person tends to their own things. And so I think this can be a little different for different people, but I think the call is, why are you doing it that way? And also, why are you tending to that resource today? As you go through your day and you start tending to your resources, you know, you start doing the dishes, you start doing this or that. I want you to ask yourself, why am I doing this? And get brutally honest with yourself. You know, if I had to say why I would wash the dishes first thing in the morning, it would be because I wanted to alleviate my partner. Has my partner said anything about the dishes? Absolutely not. Isn't that interesting? So what that is, is my need to look perfect. What that is, is my need to look useful. My need to be needed, right? And this person didn't have that need, but in my head, I said they did. This is how screwed up our mind can get. This is why I love having conversations about mindset with the eight of swords, because we just don't even see how screwed up our mind will make things until we start pulling at the threads. If my partner has never mentioned the dishes, but I think that getting up and doing them right away is a good thing, even though really when I check in, I don't want to do them right now. Absolutely not. I want to have a nice leisurely morning. I want to read my book. I want to have a coffee. I want to talk to you. That's what I want to do. So my only need there is my need for looking perfect, for gaining approval. And my partner hasn't even said that doing that thing would gain approval. He wasn't like, oh, it'd be so nice if the dishes were done. Didn't say a thing about dishes. But in my mind, I made that connection. 
And then my mind's like, okay, well, let's make that true. Meanwhile, it hasn't happened at all, right? It's all happening inside. I love the imagery in the light stairs deck because it's a mirror. And so it's like, it's all happening behind the looking glass. It's not happening in reality. Our mind and the stories it makes are our looking glass. It is our mirror. And you know what all of this tells me about myself, which is the big message in the aid of swords around self-abandonment and even this two of pentacles reversed of like just coming back to ourselves by admitting where we're overextended and we can't tend to our resources, you know, and asking ourselves why that is. I think the biggest thing is that this has been one of my biggest mirrors. And I think it has the potential for a lot of people who feel codependent, who overextend themselves, taking care of the home, taking care of the children, taking care of the cars, the finances, the everything, or just sincerely overextend themselves doing, right? Tending to life is we start to see how it's been our own mind that trapped us there in the first place because we wanted usually approval. And if we didn't want approval, we wanted self-esteem, which is just inner approval, right? If I go above and beyond to take care of a home and I know that the other person living there was never going to do it, so I did it even more perfect so that they saw how well I did it. Come on, we've all done this. Have, have we not all done this? Is it just me? I don't think this is just me. I've talked to people about this. But, you know, we, we almost go above and beyond when we know the other person isn't going to do it to show how good we did. That's us gaining inner approval. I have to go above and beyond because I need more self-esteem. I need to be the better person here. And this is how we get locked in making our partner less than us, even when we have great partners. Even when our partners have their own strengths that really bring something to life in our relationship. We have to make them less than if the only way for us to get self-esteem is to be better than others, right? And we're taught this in society, right? Society, the one I live in here in North America, it's who's better than who. There's a hierarchy, right? That's been the system. So it's complex, but really this is day to day. You know, it's all suits. Um, there's no major arcana, just minor. And um, so I really want you to admit what resource, what certain tending responsibilities, what chores, you know, what you're taking care of that's too much for you. That's how you come back to yourself today is to admit that you just don't want to tend that thing today, that it's too much. And then start asking yourself why you would take that on. Like if you actually make the choice to not do it, and maybe even if you make the choice to see it and you still do it anyway, ask yourself what the true reason is. Keep asking yourself why. Why? What does this get me? Is a good question. What does this get me? It gets me a clean kitchen. What does a clean kitchen get me? Peace. What does peace get me? 
I'm not going to have a fight with my partner. I have approval. Why is a clean kitchen peaceful? Honestly, that sounds great to me, but (laughs) you know, there's complexity to this, but sometimes we, you know, if it's about me and my own peace, actually, that's a good example of what the answer should be. It's because I want some peace and I believe that this will bring me a little ounce of peace. You know, it just needs to get done today. We should always question if only having things clean can bring us peace because we want to be able to let that go and have peace despite the chaos of the world around us. But, you know, we're complex and we're not going to be perfect in that. But if the answer is, you know, so my partner wakes up and appreciates what I did, that's the one to start asking, what does that get me? Gets me love, it gets me approval. And what does that get me? I think it gets me a secure relationship, but we all know that that's not true because if we keep tending, we have to keep tending in order to keep that sense of security. You know, we've made our stability and security that thing that we did, not us, you know, and that's what we're trying to do on this podcast. We need to make us and our relationship to source, God, nature, the world, the fact that we belong here, we need to make that our sense of stability and security, not the approval of partners or roommates or people around you. So I'm going to stop talking. (laughs) I love this topic. I really hope you take it into your day. Um, This feels like a day where we're not working quite as hard. We're not tending as much. We need a little break. It can be as simple as that. I know it takes me a long time to get to simple, but this is who I am. (laughs) I accept that. I hope you still enjoyed the journey getting here. All right. Thanks for joining me here for a cup of coffee and our daily tarot reading. Um, I super appreciate you and uh, I care about you. And I'll see you tomorrow. Bye now. Thank you for joining me at home for our daily practice today. If you'd like deeper insight into your current energy, head over to jennadale.com slash insight messages to order a personalized reading from me. And be sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening so you can join me again tomorrow. See you then.